This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 187. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 187. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. It is just a couple weeks before Christmas. I have officially had an awful cough for like two, maybe three weeks. So I'm pretty much just peeing my pants all the time. I posted about this on Instagram and got some great advice and feedback and a few good laughs. So if you want to see that conversation, you can go over to the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram. I also learned that acupuncture is really good for this. And it turns out acupuncture for bladder control does not involve putting needles near the area of the bladder, which was slightly terrifying to me that like that might be the case. So really interesting information in this whole conversation over on Instagram. So go check that out. On top of that, like we are in full Christmas swing at our house. Vinny is so into everything. It's hilarious. This morning he said, mom, with a huge grin on his face, he goes, mom, my ears are singing Christmas songs. And I was like, I think you mean you have a song stuck in your head. Like we can go with it. We're just going to go with that. His ears are singing Christmas songs right now. So pretty funny. We're like deep into the advent calendar and elf on the shelf named Diego. And we're going to go see Santa soon. We made our Christmas or our holiday bucket list, which I mentioned last week on the show. So I posted that to Instagram as well. So if you want to see our holiday bucket list, it was actually super fun to make this. And we just did it like the other night after dinner. I was like, hey, push the dishes aside and let's just throw together this list really quick. And it was really fun. We started putting together the list. We got out some glitter pens and decorated it. It took like, I don't know, 15 minutes, but we all got really excited about all the things we're going to do for Christmas. So it was really fun. It also actually lended itself to some really interesting and good conversations around giving and not just receiving because Vinny's definitely of the age at five years old where he's like all about receiving. He is all about it being all about him. 
So it was actually really nice to make some suggestions to the bucket list that were about giving to other people and being mindful of other people and being excited about things that are a little bit beyond just like placing your order with Santa and opening presents, which is basically what a five-year-old thinks Christmas is all about. So that was actually really cool. So I'd highly recommend that activity. And you can go over to the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram and check out and see what we came up with if you need some ideas. And now I have to thank you all. The show is growing like crazy. We had like, I was just looking at my download numbers from November compared to previous months. And we have thousands of new listeners. So holy cow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who is spreading the word of the Shameless Mom Academy. I cannot tell you how much it means to me. And the big thing with spreading the word of the Shameless Mom Academy is that it helps more moms become more shameless, which is like the whole goal here. So I'm so grateful. Thank you for sharing the episodes in Instagram stories and on Facebook and in Instagram and tagging me wherever you can. I love it. I love to be tagged. So you can do that as much as you want. You can tag me my personal account at Sarah Sutherland Dean on Facebook. You can tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook, and I will always reply to those. I've also been getting PMs just talking about the show and talking about the impact it has on people's lives. So it's like makes my day, makes me laugh. It makes me cry. Like it's just, it's the best because it really does help me understand what you love and what you want more of, which helps me continue to create really great content for you all. So here we go. I need to share this review because I said last week I was going to do a little review session And I need to share this review because I was laughing because I thought this is totally me. This is a review I would write. So first sentence, this is from me, 1649592. So a little bit of a nondescript identity there. But first sentence of the review says, I've been loving this show, which was honestly unexpected. I always love a skeptic. So I was totally cracking up from the beginning of this review. All right. So here it is. I've been loving this show, which was honestly unexpected. Typically, I can't get into the whole mom focused marketing. I'm a mom of only one for now, and I commute an hour each way to work. I was sick of the radio and desperate for something that would make me feel a little more accomplished before arriving to work. I feel like this show has a lot of powerful challenges for me to be more than I am, not necessarily do more or add more to my schedule, just be more. I have especially enjoyed all the amazing guests she brings on the show. And I love that she only uses sponsors that truly provide value to the listeners. Thanks for being shameless. So I love a lot of things about this review, but like I said, I love a skeptic. So that was probably my favorite part. I love it when someone's like, yeah, I'm not really into the whole mom thing. And then she's like, actually, as it turns out, I'm into this mom thing. So I totally appreciate that feedback. And I totally understand because there's a lot of things that a lot of mom stuff that I'm not super into that I definitely don't embrace wholeheartedly. So I think we might be kindred spirits, the person who wrote this review and myself. I also appreciate the feedback on sponsors for sure. I love having sponsors that want to hook you up with awesome things. And so I appreciate that that is coming across because I'm really careful in selecting sponsors and making sure that they're going to be companies that can provide meaning and value to your life and provide good deals for you as well. So yeah, so definitely keep listening for our sponsors. because We have new great ones coming up that I'm super excited about. Can't share quite yet, but like products I've been wanting to try forever. And now the companies are reaching out to me and saying like, Hey, let's partner and which is just super exciting because they're people that I want you also to have access to. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you for the review. You can go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. If you have a few kind words you'd like to say about the show, I love reading your reviews and it really means the world to me. And we surpassed 200 reviews. So we're up at 209 ratings and reviews right now. So we just cruise right past that 200. Like a week ago, two weeks ago, I said, Hey, I'd really love to like hit 200. And you guys just love you so much. You just pushed right through that barrier and let's just go for 300. Like while we're at it, let's just keep the momentum going. So 
Thank you. Thank you for your feedback. All right. So today I'm super excited about this topic today. This topic comes with a good story. I think this whole topic felt extremely self-indulgent to me and you'll hear why in a minute, but it was very uncomfortable to me. And I went through this exercise this week. Some of you actually participated in this with me on Facebook and on Instagram. You didn't know what I was doing with this information, but I'm excited to share with you. And it was a really interesting learning process. And as soon as I saw what was starting to happen with it, like I wasn't actually going to share this right away. I was saving it for something later. But as soon as I saw what was happening with this information, I was like, oh my gosh, This is like way more impactful than I thought it was going to be and a way bigger deal than I thought it was going to be. So this has to be like my next episode. I need to talk about this right away. So I just want you to know that that's kind of where it all came from. So for anyone who participated, I thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So the positive and powerful qualities that you possess comes from some stuff I've been reading recently. So I've been reading Martha Beck's book called Finding Your Own North Star, which is a really good read. And I will say it took me a little, a few chapters to get into it. And now I'm like kind of obsessed. And you know, I do my 10 minutes of reading in the morning. And now I'm like setting my alarm for 10 minutes earlier so I can do 20 minutes of reading because it's so good. And the stories that she uses are just so relevant. And so she talks a lot about her own practice as a life coach and people that she's worked with and their experiences. And I find that so many of these people's experiences, I'm like, oh my gosh, like either it's something that I can relate to directly personally or something that someone else I know has gone through. So it's just been a really fascinating read. So I will make sure to link to that book in the show notes over at shamelessmom.com at episode 187 so that if any of you want to get that book, you can. Okay. So one of the things that Martha talks about in the book early on, she talks about your essential self versus your social self and your essential self. It's like who you are at your core that it's like, it's non-negotiable. Your social self is more along the lines of like who you meld to be based on how you want to be received, how you think you fit into different situations, feedback that you get consciously or subconsciously over time. So your social self can sometimes be in conflict with your essential self. So an example might be your essential self might be like super creative and artsy, But your social self maybe is like told from the time you were little that like you need to go to get the best education and go to the best schools and get into the best college so that you can be like a doctor or a lawyer, or like some high level professional track. And so along the way, you're like, hmm, you know, I really used to love art and I love painting and making jewelry or whatever. But you're like, well, I would never do that, though, because you've been impacted. Your outside influences have kind of shut down or suppressed this essential part of your being. And so this happens in like many, many different ways. So it might be that like you are someone who just personality wise is like bubbly and exuberant. But someone said to you at some point, like, you're too loud or you're too bossy or you're too whatever. And like women get these messages a lot. So maybe you've really shut that side of yourself down and learn to like sit back, take the back burner, be more of an observer. That would be your social self. Like your essential self is like, I want to jump up and down and yell and scream and like make a scene. But your social self, you've trained yourself based on influences and impacts of other people, other situations. You've trained yourself into behaving differently in relation to your social self. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of those two things. So along with that idea is this concept of your everybody's. So we often, as we accumulate like impact and influence from other people in our lives, we often start to form opinions. And sometimes we get really kind of exclusive or superlative in these conclusions. And so it might be something along the lines where you're like, you know, everybody thinks I'm too bossy or 
everybody thinks I like could never truly be an artist or everybody says this about me. And we have this perception that one train of thought, one line of thinking that maybe came from one person in our life, we start to think that that's how everyone thinks about us or how everyone sees us. And this can be obviously really damaging because it holds us back from doing things. So I'm going to use an example from myself. So I was working at a gym in Seattle about like 13 years ago. And the owners of the gym were awful, awful people. Like from the time I started working there, I was extremely uncomfortable around them, like borderline terrified. It was a husband and wife. The wife was rude to pretty much everyone. So I just walked on eggshells around her and kissed her butt. And she was basically pretty nice to me. The husband, on the other hand, I was also terrified of him and walked on eggshells around him, but he was not so nice to me. And he called me out on a few things that were extremely minimizing and extremely belittling. So one of those things was we had to do fitness testing there every year, twice a year. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And so the first time I did the fitness testing, I get through all the benchmarks and you do this with all the trainers at one time. So there's like, you know, 20 trainers or whatever, and all their staff, we're all doing this fitness testing. And then when we're all done, like we write down our results and whatever. And I just thought like, that was it. Like, I didn't love the experience, but I was like, okay, whatever it's done with. And then we knew we had to do it again six months later. So we do it again six months later. And some of my results hadn't gone up. They were all basically about the same. Like a couple things had gone up, but a couple things had stayed the same and didn't change. So I got called into the owner's office, the husband, and he's like, hey, so I noticed your results. And I had no idea that we were going to be like critiqued on any of this. I thought it was just like random data collection. They were just going to like put in a file. So I had no clue that I was going to be like called out on anything. So I get called into the office and he's like, I just want to talk to you about your results. So I noticed that you didn't improve on a couple of these benchmarks. And I was like, oh, yeah totally understand why you would want to ask me about that. Even though in the back of my mind, I was like, why does he care? Like I'm a totally book trainer at this gym. I'm doing really well. Like people are getting great results from me. Like, I don't understand why this is even an issue, but whatever. So I said, yeah, I totally get it. I know that like, I didn't get more pull-ups this round and like my something else, like where I was like, yeah, I didn't get any more of that exercise or whatever. 
And I said, oh, but just so you know, I ran my first marathon a few weeks ago. So for like the last six months, I've actually been in marathon training. So that's why like I wasn't focusing on like, how can I get more pull-ups? Because I was focusing on running a marathon. And he goes, oh, so how fast was your marathon time? And I said, oh, it was like a 4.38. And in my mind, I'm like, I finished a marathon. Like all the glory and honor is right there. And just in finishing the marathon, like, does it matter what my time was? And he goes, oh, hmm, that's about 50th percentile for your age range. And I was like, what? And immediately I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. Like fighting back tears, super upset. And I'm like, okay. So then he decides that one of the trainers at the gym should become my trainer and train me how to be better at some of these exercises. So that becomes this whole thing. This trainer has to train me. It's like super humiliating because he's training me on the gym floor while my clients are like working out around me and seeing me. So it's like, just super embarrassing. And like the other trainer handled it like a champ. We just laughed our way through it. Basically we we're like, whatever, just go do it. Like no big deal. I knew at that point I was like, I'm on my way out of here. Like I'm not sticking around for this BS. This is totally inappropriate. So I stayed for another year. So I ended up being there for a year and a half total, but I had a goal that whole time. I was like, I'm staying here because this serves a purpose for me to be here. I will build my clientele up until I am completely full until I am the most booked female trainer at this gym. And then I will leave and I will take all those clients with me, which is exactly what I did. So as I go to leave, the wife was like, so where are you going to go? Like, what are you going to do? And I said, Oh, I'm going to go work at the studio down around the corner. And she's like, yeah, you know, good luck with that. You should actually like, should talk to these, some of these other trainers who've left here to see how it goes working for yourself. Like, you know, most people kind of struggle with it. And I was like, game on sister. Like you want to tell me I'm going to fail at this? Watch me, watch me fail. Like, let's do it. And as you all know, like I've owned my own gym now for a number of years and it's very successful. And I'm now I have the pot, like all these things. So for me, those things, those built a fire in my belly that became my fuel to keep me going. Like you want to doubt me. You want to question me. You want to call me out in front of everyone. Let's do this. Like, let's just show you how badass I am. If you have those kinds of doubts. So I use that as fuel. But what happened for a period of time in there, when these things were transpiring, when the guy was saying, you only ran in the 50th percentile, or I think we're going to have one of the trainers help you with your training. Those things in my head, those became my everybody's where I was like, oh my gosh, like everybody thinks I'm actually like a really slow runner. It doesn't even matter that I finished a marathon. And then I thought, oh my gosh, like everybody at this gym thinks that I'm not a very good trainer and I have to have one of the other trainers here train me. Like that's super embarrassing. So I started kind of collecting these everybody sound bites in my head that caused a lot of self-doubt. So it took me like working my way through that and also having the support of the other people who worked at that gym who were like, no, it's not you. It's them. This is how they are being very supportive. It took my husband, who was at that time, my boyfriend being like completely outraged by the whole thing. And it took some other people for me to be like, oh, okay. Like not everybody thinks this. So that's an example of where my everybody's lie. And we all have this. You might've been raised by a parent or maybe both of your parents who were really hard on you. And so in your mind, you think like, everybody thinks I can't do this or I should do this or everybody thinks I'm not good at these certain things or everybody says I'm not organized. And so maybe you actually live your life in a not very organized fashion because you've internalized this idea that like everybody thinks I'm not organized. And so I'm probably not. So we often use this collective voice, which is just a perception and often only comes from one or two people. And we let that outweigh like the chorus of people who love and adore us. So that's what inspired this activity that I did a couple days ago on social media. All right. So here's what happened. 
Early last week, I went to social media and I put up a post and I said, quick favor, friends, I'm doing some research and I need your help. Can you share what you think are my most positive and powerful qualities below? Thank you. I'll explain more later. And this is a picture of me blowing you a kiss because I so appreciate you. And then there's a picture of me blowing a kiss because I'm a big dork. So I posted that. Let me just tell you, putting a post up like that on social media, super uncomfortable. Like it feels ridiculously self-indulgent. It feels super vain. You immediately, like as soon as you hit post, you're like, is everyone going to think like, I just need some attention today. It's uncomfortable. Okay. I will admit, but I wanted to see what would happen. I was like, I'm willing to put myself on the line here. So part of the reason I wanted to do this is because I'm putting together a couple different talks right now and a keynote talks for a couple events and some other talks. And I want to talk about imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome is when you are limited by making choices and taking action in your life because you're limited in your self perception. And so you often feel like an imposter in your own body. And you think like, who am I to launch a podcast? Because who would want to listen? Who thinks I have anything valuable to say? Like other people are already doing it and they're doing it way better than I could ever do it. Or who am I to go and, you know, go back to school and start a whole new career? Like, that would be selfish of me to take time away from my family. We don't have the money. It would be really hard. Like, who am I to inconvenience people that way? Make it hard on my husband, whatever. So we get this imposter syndrome where we think like we're not worth something or we think like someone else is already doing it better. And we just feel like an imposter in our own skin where we're like, I don't feel worthy of that experience or that thing. So this goes along the lines of this concept that Martha Beck talks about with everybody's where you're like, everybody else has these thoughts about me. Everybody else thinks that like, this is what I'm worth or what I'm not worth. And it gets really confusing and messy in our heads, right? So my thought was, if I'm going to give a talk on imposter syndrome, I have to do some experimenting with myself. And I also wanted to be able to debunk my own everybody's. So of course, when I am doing a podcast and I see some of my mentors with way bigger numbers than me and way more success than me and way bigger businesses than me, it's easy for me to think like, why keep going? Why keep doing this? So I have to look at, like, I look at my reviews and I think, oh, this is why I keep doing it. Because 200 people took the time to write in here and say, oh my gosh, I love your show. You're changing my life. That's not a small thing, even if it was just two people. So I have to constantly get out of my head to remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's hard work. And so it's easy to get wrapped up in your own self-doubt. It's easy to question yourself. It's easy to compare yourself to others, especially in this day of social media. You have to be really conscientious of working against all those factors if you want to be successful. So I put this post up on social media thinking like, I just want to see what happens. And I want to see how this could change my own imposter syndrome because I think everyone has imposter syndrome. And this is interesting because so many people commented about like, oh, you're so confident. And I'm like, yes, I am. But there's definitely things I feel super insecure about. There's definitely times when I don't feel confident. There are tons of times where I'm completely faking it. I've been learned to be really good at practicing and faking confidence, especially when it's not there. Like the times when people see me the most confident are often the times where I'm like gritting my teeth through it and like, barely hanging on. So I thought this will be really interesting to see what happens. And in my mind, I was like, I mean, hopefully a few people reply because otherwise this is going to be so embarrassing. Right. So I posted to Facebook, I posted to Instagram and then I'm like, okay, I need to like step away from this because I'm nervous. Like what if no one says it? No, what if no one comments? So I waited for all of 10 minutes and I go back to Facebook and no one had commented. And I was like, crap, maybe I should take the post down. Like my imposter syndrome right there. Right. My imposter syndrome was like, 
you probably shouldn't have put this up. Like everyone thinks you're being really vain. Everyone thinks this is weird. Everyone thinks you're being like super self-indulgent and you should just take the post down. So I was like, no, okay, I'm going to wait 10 more minutes. And so I like go off, I do something else and I come back and then like one or two people had commented and I was like, oh, thank you. Like I immediately replied, thank you so much for the kind words. This is so great. And I was like, okay, like maybe this is going to be okay. So what ended up happening is I got tons of comments on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who commented. It really meant so much to me, but it was really part of this bigger experiment and this lesson for me to share with you. So I took all the words. So most people left a couple different words, like you're energetic, you're funny, you're inspirational were some of the words that were commonly used. I took all the words and I told my coach, Carrie Wilkerson, I was like, Carrie, I made myself do this thing. It was super uncomfortable for me, but it was really interesting to see what happens. And she said, Sarah, you got to take all those words and put them in a word cloud. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. So I literally Google word cloud and there is a free service if you Google word cloud generator. And so you go on there and you put in all the words that people have used and then you get this word cloud. So I first put them into an Excel spreadsheet line by line and I repeated every word that was repeated multiple times, I repeated it. So like if authentic was said like four times, I put authentic in there like every time it was post, every time it was mentioned. So for this word cloud, then the word cloud could see when I copy and paste the list, words that were used more frequently than others. And so I ended up getting this great list. You'll see it in the show art today. So if you go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 187, you will see the picture of my exact word cloud. You'll see the biggest words are the ones that were used the most. And so you'll see on there, funny and authentic were a couple of them, confident, shameless. So those were the words that were used most frequently. And I got a breakdown. It told me, because I put them in in random order in the Excel spreadsheet. So I got this print. I could look up after I did the word cloud and it was like, okay, you know, authentic was used 12 times and this word was used eight times. So it was interesting to see like what words were replicated more than others. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting 
and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. So I took it all, I put it in the word cloud and made this like beautiful heart-shaped word cloud. And I was like, this is so interesting. So then Carrie says, the other thing you need to do is you need to print it out and you need to like put it in three different places so that you can refer back to it as much as you need to. And I was dying because that morning, as I had been reading the Martha Beck book, Finding Your Own North Star, she had said that one of the things that she had people do was, and this is part of what definitely inspired me to do this on social media. She said that she has her clients who are really struggling with their everybody's and letting their everybody's dictate their behavior and cause way too much self-doubt. She has her everybody's reach out to people and, and send them a message or call them and say, hey, can you just give me a couple words that describe me? Or can you tell me like, what are the things that you think I'm best at? Or where do you think my best qualities are? And then people give them feedback. And so she has people do this through conversations, or maybe you send out, you know, a text or an email to some people who are very close to you, which is a little more of a like subdued way than what I did to do it on social media in front of the world and public posts. But this idea is very similar. And she said what happens when she has her clients do that is they get all of these input from other people that can be really, really powerful. And so then you put this information, you document it somewhere in a Word document, whatever, you print it out. And every time you start to feel doubt or every time you start to feel yourself pulling back from challenging yourself, you go and you look at that. Every time you feel yourself listening to that inner voice that someone told you you weren't worth it or someone told you you couldn't do something, you go and you look at your document. And then you're immediately reminded like, oh, yes, I can do these things because I am strong and I'm powerful and I'm inspiring and I'm an encourager and I'm a community builder and I'm all these different things. Right. So this was such a cool activity that Martha had read about. And then Carrie said, you need to print yours out, print out your word cloud. And she's like, you need to put it in three different places, like put one in a notebook that you look at on a regular basis, like put one in your car, put one on your bathroom mirror. But again, where you're constantly giving yourself the input of your most positive and powerful qualities. And what happens when you constantly give yourself this input, you start to override your everybody's. You start to override the self-doubt. You start to override these little voices in our heads that often make us act out of fear rather than act out of power. So when we act out of fear, we usually take the safe road. We take the predictable road. We take maybe the more convenient road. We take the road that won't necessarily get us what we want, but it will get us to like an end point that we know we can make it to. And when we start to look at how other people perceive us and we're like, wow, everyone else thinks I'm strong and I'm powerful and I'm inspirational. I'm a motivator and I'm funny. I'm open and I'm warm. All these words, when we start to think about that's how other people see me, then we start to behave that way because we change our own expectations of ourselves. because we realize, oh, wow, like I actually am already am a lot of these things. So it really changes our behavior. So I'm loving this concept. I think it's so, so powerful to start to use some of these words that other people use to describe you in the ways that you carry yourself and in the ways you see yourself and the ways you define yourself. So my challenge for you is to get your own list. And here's how you can do it. I'm going to tell you a couple different ways. I've kind of referenced these already. But first of all, you can go to social media and you can do it on social media and you can literally copy and paste the exact post that I put up. So if you go over to Instagram, it's up on Instagram. It's also on my personal page on Facebook at Sarah Sutherland Dean. 
And you can find my exact post, copy and paste it and put it up there if you want. Other way you can do it, if that feels a little scary to you, is you can just text it to like five or six friends or more if you want and say, hey, just doing a quick experiment or hey, my coach, Sarah, she's a little crazy, but she wants me to ask people, what are a few of my most powerful and positive qualities that you think I possess? So you just ask people that. And if you're too uncomfortable to put it on you, then put it on me and say like, hey, Sarah, this totally crazy coach or mentor of mine, she asked me to do this. So send the text out to a few people, send it in an email to a few people and just see what comes back. It's really, really interesting. And I'll tell you some of the things that came back for me that I did not expect. And I'll tell you, I was really excited. Some of the words that I got, I expected like motivational, honest, real, those things. Like the first thing I thought is like, everyone's going to say I'm really real because I definitely like don't sugarcoat a lot of things. So there was things like that shameless came up, obviously. So there was some things in there that I was like, okay, that's not super shocking, but I was really surprised by how many people used warm and open. Those were two really commonly used ones. And I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. A lot of people use transparent. A lot of people said confident, which I hadn't really thought about. Compassionate came up a lot. I really liked that one. There was also little ones where I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about like a couple of people said community builder. And I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. Like that's something that I do. And it's really meaningful to me, but I don't often identify as a community builder. That was extremely touching to hear that. Like that was one of the biggest compliments. Another couple people said things along the lines of like being a cheerleader for other people. And again, I was like, yes, like the words that people used that let me know that I impact people in a community setting and that I impact people by cheering for them rather than just making it all about me. Because when I'm talking into a microphone by myself all the time, sometimes I'm like, is it just all about me all the time? So to get that feedback was super exciting to be told that I come across as being open and warm. I know my sister, when I was in high school, I was a senior when my sister was a freshman. And she's like, when you're walking through the halls, you just always look like you're so mad about something. And I was like, oh my gosh. So basically like I walk around with resting B face all the time. And I had no idea as an adult, I've been conscientious of that. Like I try to smile a lot and engage in conversation with everyone because I'm like, I just want to have a lot of interaction with people. I want to like, that's actually really meaningful to me. I'm the person that has long conversations with the checkout people at Trader Joe's. Even though some days I'm like, can we please not talk anymore? And I still do it because it's important to me to be warm and open and welcoming and as interpersonal as possible. So I loved getting that feedback. It was really, really powerful to me. So now the next time someone tries to shut me down and this happens as a business owner, this happens as someone who's like pitching yourself for speaking gigs, you get a lot of no's. So now I know like the next time I get a no, I can just come back to this and be like, oh, it's okay. Like that person didn't want me, but look at all these positive attributes that I have. Look at these powerful words that people used to describe me just because I got a no over there to that thing. That wasn't about me. That was just like me not being a right fit for that thing at the right time. So I can reframe that in my head instead of thinking like, oh, no one wants me to speak. So I probably just shouldn't apply for any more speaking gigs. See the difference there? Really, really big. And I need that a lot because I really want to get myself on bigger stages in the next couple of years. And that means I'm probably going to get a lot of no's before I get a lot of yeses. That's kind of just the nature of getting on bigger stages is that you reach for a lot of things that you don't get. And I'm fine with that, but it's hard. It's scary. It's definitely nerve wracking. So this is like, I feel like this activity gave me some armor. So again, thank you for everyone that contributed, but I also want you guys to have this armor as well. So first of all, going to social media, 
going and to email or texting to ask people about your most positive and powerful qualities. And then the other thing you can do is just have a conversation with someone. I mean, even have this conversation with like a spouse, a best friend, and just see what comes up. I just think it's really, really fascinating. So I challenge you to do this. If you do it, tag me in the post, please. Like I would be more than happy to contribute to your list. I would be honored to be able to contribute to your list, but I would love to see what you're doing. I would love to cheer for you as you're doing it. And then definitely if you do your own word cloud. I will put the link to the word cloud generator that I used in the show notes today. But if you do your own word cloud, send it to me like, oh, I'd be so excited. So here's what I'm going to say. If you do this and you do a word cloud, send it to me and I will share it either anonymously or with your name, your choice. But I would love to share and just say like, hey, shameless mom, so-and-so, or just a shameless mom, if you want to keep it anonymous, like look at all the words someone used to describe her. I would love to be able to share this other people's word clouds on Instagram. So please send them to me if you do this. It would mean the world to me to be able to see how other people describe you and cheer for you and encourage you and support you as you do this. Like I said, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's also super cool. So if you have any questions on that, email me. Happy to give you more information. You can email me at info at shamelessmom.com. That goes right directly to my personal inbox. If you do a word cloud, send it to me at info at shamelessmom.com. And if you give me permission, I would love to use it and share it. If you just want to share it with me privately and you don't want me to use it anywhere, that's fine too. Just mention that. But I'm super excited about this. I think it's going to be really powerful. And I'm going to use this a lot going forward. I'm going to use this in my talks that I'm pitching right now as an activity that I think everyone should be doing to get over their own imposter syndrome and to really combat the everybody's that live in their head and those voices of self-doubt that live in all of us. So I hope this was helpful. If it was helpful, please do share this episode. You can go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 147 to get a link to the show. You can take a screenshot of this show on your phone of this episode, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy, share out the episode that way via social media. And then if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So we'll be back in just a couple days with a great interview. I have so many great interviews coming up, you guys. I'm so excited about all the interviews I have coming. And I have another bunch that I've already done. I have some really cool ones that I just booked. So lots of good stuff on the interview front. Our next interview is on Wednesday, and I can't wait to share that with you. That is with Mary Shores, and we had a fantastic conversation. So make sure to come back on Wednesday for that. And make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, which will drop you into Apple Podcasts where you can click on subscribe. You can also leave a review while you're there. So thank you. Thank you. Also, huge shout out to Canvas People for being our sponsor of this episode. Make sure you get your free 11 by 14 canvas by going to canvaspeople.com and using the code shameless at checkout. All right, friends, have a fantastic day. I can't wait to spend more time with you in two more days. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.